Welcome to Music for Life, enhancing the Armstrong concert experience. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. In today's episode, we will play the first half of a concert presented in Armstrong Auditorium on March 16th, 2022. This concert featured our fantastic chamber choir in residence, the Armstrong Chamber Choir, performing Handel's imaginative oratorio, Israel in Egypt. Our chamber choir was joined by a professional orchestra of hand-picked expert musicians who largely specialize in this style of playing. So stick around as we replay the first half of Handel's masterpiece, Israel in Egypt, today on Music for Life. One of the highlights of our concert season spanning the fall of 2021 to the spring of 2022 was more of an in-house production where our very own Armstrong Chamber Choir performed George Frederick Handel's oratorio Israel in Egypt on March 16, 2022. Over the next two episodes, we'll play that concert for you, and in this episode, I'll review a little of what we discussed in the episode that preceded this concert, where I discussed some of the history and overview view of this work. As mentioned, this work is an oratorio where the singers, mostly a chorus, sing a story to the audience, much like an opera, but without the acting, staging, and scenery. This particular oratorio premiered in 1739, just a few years before Handel's more famous oratorio, Messiah. This oratorio, though, heavily explores the idea of text painting or word painting, as we will hear especially in part one. That's where the music is written to sound like the lyrics being sung. For instance, a line about flies or locusts would have music that evokes images of those insects. A lyric about frogs, hailstones, or smiting would all be handled similarly. We were pleased to offer this on our series with our fantastic 33-voice chamber choir, as well as a hand-picked orchestra of 23 musicians, many of whom specialize in Baroque playing. Even though we used our more modern tuning system, at least in terms of the A that the orchestra tunes to, we went to some length to incorporate Baroque performance practices, including string players using Baroque bows, which are shaped slightly differently than our modern ones. Some string players even used gut strings rather than steel, which was more common to the Baroque period and the sound that people would have heard back then. Four of our orchestra members were students or alum of our very own Herbert W. Armstrong College. We had alum Mariana Bala on the trombone, senior Seth Malone on the principal cello, so he played in every movement, freshman Ezekiel Malone in the violin two section, and freshman Ellie Hilliker on the organ. We also had two sophomore flutists join us on one number where Handel called for two flutes, Leah Hyde and Jenna Natanawan. Our string section was led by concertmaster and Baroque aficionado Benjamin Shute. His wife, Anastasia Abu Bakar, played the harpsichord. We actually had two other married couples in the orchestra. Our bass player was Michael Geib, and his wife, Merrill, was our other cellist. The violin section also included Jose Batty and Maria Marcos. 
Playing principal violin, too, is Densi Rushing, who has played a lot of solo violin on various recordings produced by our schools and our church. Principal violist was Betty Yuan, and the other string players were Patrick Conlon in the violin one section and Scotty Scott, our other violist. Our wind section was masterfully covered by oboists Joseph Wenda and Janie Akaga, and bassoonists Lori Wooden and Anna Resnick. Trumpets were Dr. Carl Sievers and Michael Anderson. Principal trombonist was Jeff Kidwell, and bass trombonist was John Pranter. Our timpani player, which you'll hear in the handful of the more bombastic movements, was Roger Owens, who also has played percussion extensively on our schools and churches' various recording projects. Before we start to listen to this concert, I should mention something that I told the audience before we began as relates to applause. Well, I'll go ahead and just play part of what I said. I set it up by talking about historically informed performances. So it's like you're taking a trip back in time, just as if, you know, just the way a curator of a museum would put together a historical exhibit or the way someone would put together a Civil War reenactment. Uh, we're doing, you know, we're doing the same thing with music tonight. So it's like you're going back in time. And, uh, of course, we, we never see those exhibits in the museum or those reenactments of history exactly the way they were seen because we see them with our 21st century eyes and the same thing with the music we hear with our 21st century ears but in the spirit of historically informed performance i just wanted to let you know that uh, the audience played a very integral part in historical in these performances back in the day this was back before they could go home and download the music and google the lyrics and so you hear Handel repeats the lyrics over and over plenty so you get it. But also, uh, people, the only way they could give feedback, they couldn't go you know, review on TripAdvisor, they did it through applause. And I think over the course of time, we decided that it wasn't appropriate to applaud until the very end of something. But in the spirit of historical reenactment, uh, you can applaud anytime you want. You can applaud after movement, any movement you want. Also historically important was if people wanted to hear it again, they probably wouldn't except in this room. So if you like a movement a lot and you want to hear it again and you won't stop applauding, we'll do that movement again, okay? <laughs> so the point is you are part of this uh, historical reenactment. You're part of this, uh, this experience where uh, certainly, um, you know, when there's, when, you know, the, uh, the exciting conclusion of a movement moves you, go ahead and applaud. There's no, nothing incorrect about that. It's actually very historically accurate. So thank you very much for being here. The audience did have two movements encored over the course of the night, but for sake of time in this replay, I won't play those redos. Handel's Israel in Egypt begins, as most oratorios do, with an overture, an instrumental-only work to set the tone for the experience. Though Handel revised the work after its 1739 premiere, omitting the first section to get right into the section covering the plagues on Egypt, the performance practice is to maintain the first section's overture that he had originally put in this work. Granted, that overture was recycled from another composition, a funeral anthem for Queen Caroline, and in this case, it is meant to depict a lamentation on the death of Joseph. After that, the work goes right into the first line of text, 
sung as a tenor recitative by our assistant music director here, Mark Jenkins. The text reads, Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph, and he set over Israel taskmasters to afflict them with burdens, and they made them serve with rigor. This leads into a short alto solo sung by Jessica Brandon uttering this line, And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. The chorus will repeat that line of text, adding, And their cry came unto God. They oppressed them with burdens and made them serve with rigor, and their cry came up unto God. The scriptural basis for this opening movement is Exodus 1, verses 8, 11, and 13, and Exodus 2, verse 23. After that, Mr. Jenkins sings another tenor recitative, saying, Then sent he Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. These showed his signs among them and wonders in the land of Ham. He turned their waters into blood. That text is from Psalm 105, verses 26, 27, and 29. Then the chorus responds with an unsettling fugue that covers text found in Exodus 7, verse 18, and Psalm 105, 29. They loathed to drink of the river. He turned their waters into blood. After that, we'll move into the next movement, an alto aria sung by an alum of the music program here, Kalila Brooks. She'll sing text from Psalm 105, 30 and Exodus 9, verses 9 and 10. Their land brought forth frogs, yea, even in their king's chambers. He gave their cattle over to the pestilence. Blotches and blains broke forth on man and beast. This is followed by a chorus taken from Psalm 105, verses 31, 34, and 35. He spake the word, and there came all manner of flies and lice in all quarters. He spake, and the locusts came without number and devoured the fruits of the ground. Then a chorus that declares, He gave them hailstones for rain. Fire mingled with the hail ran along upon the ground, which is text from Psalm 105, verse 32, and Exodus 9, verses 23 and 24. So let's hear these opening movements without interruption from Handel's Israel in Egypt.
You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In today's episode, we are playing the first half of a concert presented in Armstrong Auditorium on March 16, 2022. Our very own Armstrong Chamber Choir teamed up with a professional orchestra to present Handel's masterpiece, Israel in Egypt. We just heard the overture through several other opening movements from this work, which are vividly describing the plagues on Egypt that preceded Israel's exodus. The next movement and the next plague will cover the darkness that descended on Egypt for three days. In this movement, we'll hear a few soloists sing short lines from the choir. We'll hear sopranos Christina Dadalo and Rachel Brown, altos Vienna Fleury and Kalila Brooks, tenors Joshua Sloan, Dan Arnfield, Jordan Saranga and David Brandon, as well as basses Rufaro Manyepa and James Brandon. This movement covers the text found in Exodus 10:21, he sent a thick darkness over the land, even darkness which might be felt. After that comes the striking movement about the plague on the firstborn. The text, which is vividly painted in the orchestral writing, goes like this. He smote all the firstborn of Egypt, the chief of all their strength. And that's from Psalm 78, 51. That movement is followed by a pastoral movement that includes our two flute players. The text is, But as for his people, he led them forth like sheep. He brought them out with silver and gold. There was not one feeble person among their tribes. And that's taken from Psalm 78, 52 and Psalm 105, 37. After that, the chorus sings Psalm 105, 38. Egypt was glad when they departed, for the fear of them fell upon them. 
which goes right into the epic chorus setting Psalm 106 verses 9 and 11. He rebuked the Red Sea and it was dried up. He led them through the deep as through a wilderness, but the waters overwhelmed their enemies. There was not one of them left. And we'll hear a lot of timpani in that one. Part one then concludes with a chorus setting Exodus 14, 31, and Israel saw that great work that the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses.
You are listening to Music for Life. I'm your host, Ryan Malone. This is KPCG. In today's episode, we have played the first half of a concert presented in Armstrong Auditorium on March 16th, 2022. Our very own Armstrong Chamber Choir teamed up with professional instrumentalists to present Handel's imaginative oratorio, Israel in Egypt. We just heard the final movements of part one of this oratorio, from the plague of darkness all the way through to the point where the Israelites passed through a parted Red Sea, and the first half ends in a slightly subdued manner with them singing how Israel believed the Lord and his servant Moses after all those miracles. Since the second half of the oratorio is longer than the first, I'll put one movement from part two in this episode, and this will be a lively way to end today's episode. This is the opening chorus of part two. Part two is where Handel sets every word of the Song of Moses, sometimes called the Song of the Red Sea, what Israel sang on the shores of the Red Sea after they crossed it and after the Egyptians were defeated in the midst of the sea. This celebratory work is recorded in the first 21 verses of Exodus 15. The movement that opens part two, this majestic and triumphant movement, sets the words of Exodus 15, 1, which reads, Moses and the children of Israel sang this song unto the Lord and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. This is how we open the second half of the program here at Armstrong Auditorium on March 16th, and I hope you'll tune in again next week when we play the remainder of Part 2 of G.F. Handel's Israel in Egypt. Until then, I hope you enjoy the exultant opening chorus of Part 2.
You have been listening to Music for Life, a production of KPCG 101.3 on the FM dial in Edmond, Oklahoma. From the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus, I'm Ryan Malone. Thanks for joining me.